Hi guys, welcome to With a Side of Crime. I am your host, Caitlin. Um, This week we're just going to talk about cats. Yeah, I know cats and food don't necessarily pair well together, but this is why you probably want to eat before you get into this story because it's a little bit disturbing. Um, So get you something to drink, get you something scrumptious to eat, something to snack on. But remember, the dishes that we prepare on this show pair best with a side of crime. Hello, good people, and welcome back to the show. It's with a side of crime with your guest, your guest host. I'm not the guest host. I'm the only host, Caitlin. Um, I know it's been a minute. I'm trying to get my life together, and that means consistency. So I'm going to try and stay consistent with this podcast. Um... You know, just trying to think of any ways to make it better for you, for me, for all of us, for everyone involved, um, so that it can be successful and enjoyable for everyone. Because I really enjoy recording, and I hope that you enjoy listening. So, before I get into what we're going to be cooking this week, did you know that Macs don't have a fucking USB port? And I just realized this. I've been having this Mac for like six or seven months. Never hooked up my microphone to it. It has no USB port. I hate MacBooks. Okay, that's enough of that. So what we're going to be cooking this week before we get into our um, case is something I saw off of TikTok. And if you don't know how to cook, I highly suggest... You get on TikTok and start watching some videos because you're going to learn some really easy, really scrumptious recipes. So this was a really popular pasta that I saw going around and I wanted to try it. And I was not disappointed in the slightest. It is so good. It's a feta tomato pasta. So what you're going to do, you're going to get a container, not a huge container, one of the regular size small containers of grape tomatoes. And you're going to put that in a dish. Uh, You preheat your oven to 380 is what I did, but you can probably put it on 350. As long as you just watch your food and make sure it doesn't catch fire, I'm sure you'll be fine. I put mine on 380, and I also did not use grape tomatoes, which is what the recipe actually calls for. I used cans of Rotel because my sister's a picky piece of shit. But you can get a container of grape tomatoes. What you're going to do is take olive oil, drizzle that over your tomatoes, season it with some salt and some pepper. Okay, next you're going to get a block of feta cheese. It comes in like whatever, I don't know. Uh, I don't know the name brand, but you get just a regular, regular, regular block of feta cheese. Not fettuccine, as my mom thought. Feta cheese you slap that block of feta right in the middle of the tomatoes drizzle some olive oil on that season it up with some salt and pepper you're gonna put it in the oven i cooked ours i think for like 20 minutes but i also like my cheese like crispy so it could have cooked a little bit longer in my opinion while that's cooking you're gonna um get the pasta of your choice you use whatever the hell you want in the video they used macaroni shells we used penne uh, pasta just because we didn't have any miniature uh, shells at Walmart. You're going to cook your pasta till it's al dente. Strain, uh, strain it. Drain it. Drain the water out of it. 
run some cold water over it. Um, and when you boil your pasta, make sure to put some salt in the water or else your noodles are just going to taste like a piece of cardboard. With some salt in there, at least it gives it a little kick. You know, it tastes like a little something. So, after you drain your noodles, after your cheese is nice and crispy, your tomatoes are cooked, you're going to take it out. You're going to put your pasta in the dish with the cheese and tomatoes and you're just going to stir, 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 stir. So it has a nice creamy consistency, texture. Um, you know, you don't want it to be all chunky. You don't want your cheese to be chunky. So you could probably chop it up before you mix the noodles in there. But um, yeah, we don't want any big, huge chunks of feta unless you like your feta and pasta chunky, then you do whatever your heart desires. But I didn't, so I make sure I chopped it up good before I mix my noodles in there. And then, um, yeah, mix it up really good till it had a nice creamy consistency. And at first I was like, mm, you know, I'm suspicious of this. It's not looking all that great. TikTok lied. Well, once I tasted it, it was actually so good. Um, just make sure you season with salt and pepper to your likings, but the feta and the rotel for us, I mean, if you use grape tomatoes, you season how you want, but we use the rotel, so that gave us some extra flavor, and the feta just has a good flavor itself, and we ate it with garlic herb French bread, and it was bomb, it was so good, so I think you should pause this, cook that up, and enjoy so you have something to do you know you're stuffing your face while you're listening because this is one of the wildest cases that I have come across I've come across a lot of cases some have been strange some have been scary this has just been off the wall okay guys so I don't know this was about Almost a year ago, it was at the start of quarantine when the shit really started to hit the fan with the pandemic. Um, Netflix was dropping some really bomb originals. And I don't know if you've been living under a rock or maybe you just don't give a shit, but Netflix has had a wildly popular series about cats, but it's not Tiger King, um, even though that one was indeed off the wall. It's Don't Fuck With Cats. This show was beautifully done, um, in my opinion, whenever you compare Luca McNada's obsession with celebrities and movies. If you are unfamiliar with the case, you are definitely about to learn something now. So, it basically starts off, uh, you know, a story of gruesome and senseless slaughter starts off with simple online videos. Um, there's probably tons of them on the internet. I'm pretty sure if you wanted to, you could search up someone getting beheaded right this very moment. Um, there's enough to keep you entertained and probably enough to keep you disgusted and traumatized. Okay, until you come across something that's far from entertaining, which is exactly what happened with a group of people who came across a certain video on YouTube. So... Videos of someone torturing and mutilating cats started to pop up. Um, if, I mean, I wasn't really going to go into details, but um, the videos included like tying a or taping a cat to a broomstick and drowning it in a tub. Um, 
having a snake and a kitten in the same area together. The snake ate the kitten. Putting a cat in a plastic bag and then vacuuming all the air out of it. Those are just a few, just to name a few for you. Um, a group of people got together on Facebook and began to express their outrage. You know, animal lovers were pissed. This is sick. Why is this person getting away with this? Why is this person allowed to post this? Um, and nothing was really being done about it. So more videos began to surface. Um, if you're interested in seeing what happened, you can watch the documentary on Netflix. I'm positive the videos are out there floating around somewhere. Um, Netflix doesn't explicitly show everything. Um, so if you have a sensitive stomach, like, don't be afraid to watch the documentary. Or if you're a sick fuck, um, more detailed videos may be out there somewhere for you. But I didn't look them up. So... This team of internet detectives band together like the goddamn Avengers and ended up down a rabbit hole that solved this very horrific crime. So, um, the video that kind of set all this in hyperspeed is the video of a Concordia University student. I'm not sure if it's Jun Lin or Jun Lin, so I'm just going to call him Lin because... He is deceased, and I don't want to butcher or disrespect his name. Um, you see a Magna Luca, Luca Magnata, cruelly murder Lynn with a screwdriver modified to look like an ice pick. Now, if this sounds familiar to you in any way, shape, or form, you might be on the right track as to where I'm going with this. So once Lynn is dead, um, Luca defiles and beheads him turning his decapitated head back and forth for the camera. A janitor outside apartment outside an apartment building noticed he noticed this really bad smell coming from a suitcase near the dumpster. Um, I guess at first he just kind of blew it off because it is a dumpster. They do smell like hot garbage because that is what is in there. It had been there for a few days though. Um, he never paid it any mind until the smell started to get really bad. You know kind of that smell when something dead has been left about to rot, like a cat dies under your house, or if oh, you leave meat somewhere and it goes bad, I guess it was something along the lines of that. Thankfully, I have never had to smell dead flesh. Um, hmm. No one could prepare him for what he was about to find. So he pries open the suitcase and finds the torso of a man. The torso had no limbs. Other pieces of the body begin to show up late the next spring, though, including a foot in a box sent to the Prime Minister of Canada. That's right, a foot in a box. There was a package containing a left hand sent to the Liberal Party that was intercepted before it got there. The limbs from the right side of the body were not intercepted before they reached their destination. Um, both destinations happened to be elementary schools full of children and they got to start their day by opening packages of decaying human remains so i'm sure those children are in therapy now luca raka magnata was born as eric newman in ontario canada he changed his name as a sort of rebirth thing to leave behind the negativity of his past i guess that's kind of like when Madonna or Prince or Beyonce started going by one name. It's like a rebirth. 
Um, allegedly, some very bad things had happened to Luca in his past. Things that were so bad, they caused him to have fits of rage in which he repeatedly punched himself in the face. Now, this is just me, but I know it's not so black and white because there are not always there's not always access to the resources that are necessary. But if your child is going into fits, punching himself in the face, like maybe something, maybe he should see someone. Um, Luca never said for certain what terrible things, but one could assume that it may have been his parents abandoning him and leaving him to be raised by his abusive grandmother. Or it may have been him growing up bisexual in a small town where such a thing was unacceptable. Or maybe, just maybe, it was the schizophrenia that Luca had inherited from his father. He started hearing voices when he turned 18. Well, whatever it was, you may never know. Uh, Luca did everything he could to put his past behind him. He had surgery on his face, reconstructed it, and began a new life as an escort and a porn store. Luca really wanted fame. Uh, he spent a lot of his time on the internet trying to create that fame for himself. It's a very strange scenario because investigators ended up finding um, a lot of social media for him. He started a rumor that he dated Canadian killer of the Ken and Barbie killers, Carla Homoka, who her and her husband were going around kidnapping, drugging girls, um, cutting them up, putting their body in pieces of concrete and throwing them all over Canada. She even killed her own sister so her husband could end up having sex with her. Very, very weird. And obviously a red flag if he would want to be linked to somebody like this. He used multiple online forums to create various claims about himself. He also created a rumor that he was being cyberstalked. So he was making up rumors about himself to make it seem like he was more important than he really was. He had set up over 70 Facebook pages and 20 other websites under different names, all to make it look like he had admirers or um, he was showing up in tabloids. He was being linked to these people, all to make himself look important. With 70 Facebook pages, I think the investigators said that is the most they had ever seen in a case. That is a lot of email addresses to have to set up, a lot of fake information to come up with. He just went through a lot and put in a lot of work to make himself seem famous when maybe he should have been taking some acting classes, some modeling classes. I don't know. In 2012, however, um, Lynn had the misfortune of meeting Luca. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think maybe they met on a dating app, something along the lines of that. On May 24th, Lynn walked into Luca's apartment and he never walked out again. The next two days, Luca can be seen walking back and forth from his apartment to various parts of the apartment complex, cleaning and emptying his apartment. So he's getting ready to run. Lynn's friends reported getting a message from him around 9 p.m. that same day, so the same day he went missing, but his manager found it suspicious that he didn't show up to work the next day because that was unlike him. Some of his friends went to his apartment on May 27th, and they found nothing. On the 29th of May, he was finally reported missing. So that's five days later. I'm not 100% sure what is the wait time to report an adult missing 
but they um five days passed before he was officially reported missing so a lawyer found a video online that appeared to be a man being murdered with an ice pick that same day that the lawyer found the video um luca boarded a flight to paris the lawyer took the video to the to the police and was like hey this is what's going on this looks like a man being murdered you should do something about this but the canadian police passed it off as a fake so on may 29th the montreal police are called into the apartment and i mean you kind of know where it goes from there the body well parts of the body were found um luca's apartment had blood in it so he was a suspect pretty much from the jump um his mattress his fridge the bathroom and his table all had blood on it they also found human remains and paperwork identifying the suspect and sharp and blunt objects so there was no um specification on what the objects were but just sharp and blunt objects um luca also had like old id cards and different uh identifying things that he left in the house which they could have identified him easily already because they knew who the apartment was being being rented to but he could have at least made it seem like he disappeared as well but he just left identifying objects all in the house on may 30th a day after lynn was reported missing luca was named the prime suspect in the murder of lynn john no of june lynn we're gonna call him lynn and he was added to interpol's most wanted list which is crazy which i guess they known that he had left for paris already but he got added to interpol's most wanted list on june 1st the torso was that was found was identified as lynn um the 33 year old chinese student from concordia university Luca made his escape to Paris using a fake passport under the name Kirk Trammell. Now, if this sounds familiar to you, you may be headed in the right direction. Each time the police thought they were getting closer to Luca, they're about to close in on him, he always seemed to be one step ahead of them. Like, when you watch the documentary, you see how clever he really is. Um when he posts pictures online once the online group of people you know suspected him were onto him were trying to find out where he was so they tried looking at his pictures looking through the alt text to find his location he had scrubbed the location from his alt text scrubbed the location from his pictures online he was making himself basically untraceable but not untraceable enough because it was a very very smart group of people um so eventually they'd figure out which hotel he was at but by the time they got to the hotel he was gone by the time they got to whatever city he was in he'd have already moved on to a new one but his narcissism which i guess is the way it goes for most narcissists is what led to his downfall so luca went into an internet cafe one day the worker recognized luca and contacted the police Whenever he was arrested, he was caught reading articles about himself. Imagine being on an international manhunt 
for this person and you find him reading articles about himself. It's just a little beyond me. So Luca was apprehended and extradited back to Canada. He told the story of how the abusive Manny Lopez drove him to kill. Now, if you're wondering, well, who is Manny Lopez? Luca claimed that Manny watched the murder from an SUV in the parking lot and was calling the shots about what was going to happen to Lynn via cell phone to Luca. So Anna Yorkin, who is Luca's mother, claimed that Luca began talking about Manny Lopez years before the murders of Lynn. Apparently, after Luca failed as an actor and model, he began to escort, which is how he met Manny. Now, mind you, this is the same mother who had abandoned Luca and left him with an abusive guardian. Um, so, I mean, I'm not trying to, you know, parent shame or whatever. Well, yes, I am trying to parent shame. And if you left your child behind, I'm not so sure that your opinion about him is reliable. Um, a former lawyer of Lucas confirms hearing about Manny long before the murder happened. Anna said that Manny was Lucas' keeper and a stalker. She felt something was off when she heard rumors that there were videos of her son killing cats, which once again, she did not raise him. And I'm not 100% sure of her involvement in his life. So it doesn't make sense to me that she would know that well anyway. He told her that Manny made him do it and was selling videos of animal torture on the internet and was making a lot of money off of it. Anna said that Luca made her watch one of the videos from start to finish, and she did, which is where she saw hands that she claimed did not belong to her son. Anna is convinced that Luca is just the fall man for Manny Lopez. Luca told her that Manny was torturing him and forcing him to do things. He even sent him... Oh, he sent his lawyer. Lucas sent his lawyer an email listing all of the abuses he'd suffered at the hands of Manny Lopez. Investigators, however, after extensive research, said that there's just no evidence corroborating the existence of Manny Lopez, and there was no evidence of Luca receiving any calls on the night that Lynn was murdered, which obviously diminished his claims that he was taking directions via cell phone call. Luca and Luca alone was arrested for the murder of Lynn. Luca's former lawyer said that for him to create a fake alibi years before committing a crime is genius and insane. Genius and insane at the same time. Which, I mean, it is. Crazy. So the movie Basic Instinct can help shed some light on the existence of Manny Lopez. Anna Yorkin, his mother, said that her son was obsessed with the movie and the armchair detectives from Don't Fuck With Cats believed that the murder of Lynn Jun was an homage to Basic Instinct. The way that Lynn was tied to the bed, straddled, and stabbed with a screwdriver modified to look like an ice pick is eerily similar to the way, similar to the way Sharon Stone's character killed her lover in the opening scene of Basic Instinct. Her ex-boyfriend in the movie, who had died in the ring, was also named Manny. So, from the smoking during the interrogation to crossing his legs, and the interrogation to claiming that he was being stalked by someone named Manny, 
to using the pseudonym Kirk Tremell, which is the last name of Sharon Stone's character, Catherine Tremell. What do you think? Is Luca just an ice pick wielding psychopath who has a sick obsession with this movie? Or is he the puppet to a much more sinister criminal? Let me know what you think. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate you listening. Um, It would be really helpful if you could like and subscribe to the podcast. Um, Feel free to leave a rating or review. Um, If you have any questions, comments, concerns, suggestions, stories that you'd like to hear, recipes that you'd like me to go over, please feel free to send me an email at withasideofcrime at yahoo.com. You can leave me a comment on Instagram. You can DM me on Instagram at with a side of crime or you can just leave me a regular old comment um in the ratings and reviews and i will definitely get to it i want to do everything i can to make this podcast fun well not fun enjoyable entertaining and informative and i want to do the best that i can so again thanks for listening and i'll catch you next time